Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. We can find peace when we really trust God, when we can lean on God and not um, and let go of our apprehensions. Let go of our recognize our own our own finitude. Recognize that we're not eternal. We're not. Mm-hmm. Or we are eternal. We're not. Um, we're not all things. But God is all things, and God uh, can support us, and God can hold us, and we can rest. We can lean into God, um, and our minds can be stayed. They can be reliant. They can be focused. They can be steadfast um, on Him, and uh, and I think that's where peace comes from when we're able to let go and lean into God. This episode, we're talking about Advent peace. And for this whole series, I've been wanting to talk to people that I haven't talked to on the podcast. And as I was thinking about who I wanted to talk to, I this the person that's on today is a pastor at my church, and he preached a sermon. And I was thinking about how engaging he is as a speaker and his his he was he was so it, it was so entertaining that you may miss the depth of it because it was so deep as well. And I don't feel like that's a combination that you often get. My guest today is Pastor Sam Townsend. He's the high school pastor at Calvary Church. Welcome, Sam. Hey, thanks. Good to be here. It's a, it's a very, uh, I feel like I need to live up to that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do just by yeah, doing what you do. A lot of pressure, but okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, and I've got two. Well, I used I used to have two in the high school yeah. program. Now I only have one. Yeah, after the one. Well, got, maybe two because my the husband one got works. kicked out. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Your your husband has been the longest standing volunteer in our youth ministry. So yeah. I mean, he started when you were still in college. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, he's been around for a while. It's been great. <laughs> Very I, cool. Yeah. So we're talking about Advent. Is Ab- Advent something that you grew up observing, or do you observe it now? Yes. Uh, so I grew up, um, my mom had many different Advent calendars. She was an art teacher, an elementary art teacher. Okay. And so she was very crafty. And so some of them were store-bought, some were uh, homemade. But we had this little tree with these little gifts on it. We had the felt thing with the mm-hmm. buttons that you pull out of the little pouches each time. And I think growing up, I just thought, like, this is what you do. Everybody does this. Um and it was, I think when I was super young, it was super sweet time together. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, do we still have to do this when I was a teenager? <laughs> and um, But just this year, this last year, I have a, now I have a two-year-old and a four-month-old. So with our then one-and-a-half-year-old, uh, we started, my wife and I started an Advent tradition using actually some, one of the same Advent calendars that I oh, used as a kid. So, And I kind of awesome. put my own creativity into it, too, and... It's a work in progress, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's it's be, it is now becoming our tradition with my family as well. It's I love fun. that. Yeah. That's so great. So, what's a favorite uh, besides Advent? What's a favorite Christmas tradition from childhood or now? Yeah. So over the years, things have shifted and changed with different spending Christmas with different relatives and stuff. But one thing we've done somewhat consistently, I think, recently is do the the Christmas Eve midnight service. Mm. Um, and so now, more recently, it's been at my home church, Calvary in Roseville, and and uh, we've um, attended that eleven o'clock service and lit candles at the end, and and then stayed up later than that. And I I just like I just love I love staying up late, and I love uh, the community, the quiet community that is at at midnight with now my church family and my uh, family of origin, and it's just really kind of a sweet sweet way to bring in Christmas. How is that with little ones? 
Oh, well, we're still figuring that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think last year my wife did stay home and I went with my parents and brothers. Okay. Um, so we're, we're TBD. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah a so, work in progress. That's yeah. the great thing about traditions is that they can morph and change yeah. a little bit from year and, to year. I mean, soon I'm going to be able to invite my son to come with me. Mm-hmm. One, one Christmas he'll finally reach an age where, yes, you can stay up late and hold a candle. And he and, will remember that forever. Yeah, yeah, it'll be awesome. <laughs> So that's the great thing about traditions, right? Bringing new people in. Yep. So So good. So we're talking about Advent peace. When I say peace, what are some of the things that come to mind for you? Yeah. Uh, Well, I think, I mean, when we're talking about Advent peace, I think of just the quiet uh, wintry night in Minnesota where the snow is just gently falling. Mm -hmm. It's velvet. It's, it's kind of absorbing all the sound. Um, and there's a sense of uh, everything's right, everything's okay, um, and so that's that's you know in nature, but in internally, peace is a yeah, it is a, a calmness, but it's deeper than calmness, I think, and it's uh, it is contentment, but it's deeper than contentment, um, and it's something that uh, that you can kind of rest in. Um, and uh, and and I think that peace. When we talk about peace, we got to talk about like where it comes from and and how we obtain a peace that isn't just short lived but lasts. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll probably dig into that more. But yeah, well, let's yeah. let's go there because and yeah. shalom is the Hebrew word for yeah. peace that yeah. I, that many people have probably heard of, and that is about completeness. Yeah, and you know, no, you know, because I think sometimes when people think of peace, it's the opposite of war. Mm-hmm. That there's not war happening, that things are are peaceful. Mm-hmm. So, talk a little bit about that kind of completeness aspect of of peace. Yeah. Well, I, when I was thinking about peace this week, I was thinking about the way that we talk about peace in the world, and I was thinking, you know, um, we can fall into this trap of of talking about peace in a light sense. It's kind of like the difference between happiness and joy. Like joy mm-hmm. just is deeper, and I think that's a different podcast. But but that um, is something that we talked yeah. about, that there is a, and that's exactly how I kind of visualized in my own head, is that happiness is surface and joy is like soul, deeper, like core. lasting, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between, yeah, like contentment and and calmness and peace. And that those things can be good prod- byproducts of peace, but... There's a deeper peace. Um, I was thinking about how there's a lot of things that offer us peace, and I kind of was thinking about, you know, I think the world kind of offers us a, a plastic peace, a peace mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily last and it doesn't necessarily go deep. Um, there's a there's a verse that I really like. It's in uh, Jeremiah 6.14, and it says um, they dress – and Jeremiah is talking about people who are not following God – they're, they're not pursuing God and they're not taking God seriously. And it says, they dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Um, and, and I was reading that verse and, and, and there's a lot of talk in the Old Testament about empty cisterns, empty wells where we, we think we can, get, we can get water, but there's no water. It's fake. It's plastic. It's not real. Um, and with this one in particular, I, I don't know, this is maybe a, a little dated, but Monty Python, way back in the day, there was this Monty Python where there's two, uh, I think the Holy Grail, where there's there's two soldiers fighting and one of them cuts off the other's arm. And the guy who just got maimed goes, 
Uh, it's just it's just a scratch. Let's just keep a flesh fighting. Wound. Yeah, and then the next one, he cuts off his other arm. He goes, it's just a flesh wound. He's basically saying, it's not a big deal. It's okay. And that verse uh, talks about, you know, we pretend that this fatal wound of sin is not fatal. We pretend everything's fine. And he's like, peace, peace, it's okay. But it's not okay. Like, you're going to, you can die from this. Um, the message talks with that verse talks about showing up with Band-Aids to somebody who's got, like, major injuries. Like, mm-hmm. Band-Aids are great. But not for a, a missing a huge, limb. Yeah, not yeah. for a missing wound. So, so we need deeper solutions. We need we need deeper healing, and um, and and a plastic kind of piece just won't do it. Um, what I'm kind of seeing as you're talking is you, know, you were setting the scene before of walking in the evening when there's snow covering the ground and yeah. the lights are sparkling off of the snow and it seems really peaceful. Mm-hmm. But you can be walking through that while there's turmoil within your soul right and within your heart and so while it may appear like your plastic piece you're not experiencing that soul piece of your soul yeah yeah and so yeah peace has to run deeper jesus so in in john 14 27 he says um and this is at the end of his ministry this is right before he's gonna be arrested and crucified and so from beginning to end i think jesus story is about peace and he says peace i leave with you my peace I give to you. Now, I don't give you it to you as the world gives. It's not a plastic piece. Mm-hmm. It's deeper. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Um, Jesus' peace is deeper. It's it's more holistic and um, and it's lasting. Uh, and I think that's the good news of the gospel, right? That yep. that we don't have to have this plastic piece, this fake piece, where we just it's just lip service. It's um, we need a deeper piece. We need, and and I think um, a deeper piece has to originate with, first of all, a peace with God. We can talk a lot about peace with others, and that's good, and something that's been on the news a lot lately of the lack of peace in other countries, um, and and in our own, and even in our own households, in our own families, like we lack peace with others sometimes, and that's that's a whole conversation. We can talk about inner peace. There's a lot of. Uh, Spiritual kind yeah, of like, conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot of ideologies that will say like, hey, go deeper into yourself to find peace, to find the truth and um, and go deeper. But I mean, I know myself and I know the deeper I go in myself, the worse it gets. And <laughs> I need I need something external. And mm-hmm. so there's really that it has to start with this, this vertical piece, this upward piece with God. And that's why Jesus came. Well, and be- before yeah. we talk about Jesus, what I, because I got when I was looking at Shalom, I got stopped in Genesis fifteen fifteen. It says, it's uh, the Lord and Abraham. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know, so I went in and looked more at Genesis 15 and, you know, where, like, how would he do that? How would Abraham go and have peace? And in Genesis 15, it's when God is making the covenant with him. Yeah. And so God says, you know, bring me a heifer, a goat, a ram, three years old, along with a dove and a pigeon. And Abraham cuts them and arranges them, falls asleep. And then later the, the Lord comes, a smoking fire pot, blazed with a torch, appeared and passed between the pieces. Mm-hmm. That God was making this blood covenant mm-hmm. with Abraham that he would have, that he would be the father of nations, that he would have a land. And I thought, that's it. It's that covenant oh. that God made with Abraham, which then we see you know, uh, it more, you know, a new covenant Mm -hmm. that happens when Jesus comes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's continuing 
he's steadfast. There's a, uh, another verse that uh, in Isaiah 26, 4, the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. He's, he's lasting and his covenant is lasting. Mm-hmm. His covenant carries forward and God's faithful. God's trustworthy. Um, and Jesus is a continuation of that covenant that was made with Abraham. Yeah. So we talk a little bit. I kind of interrupted you of where you yeah. were going with Jesus, finding peace yeah. through Jesus with Jesus. Right. I mean, so I was thinking of the uh, the, the thing we sing at Christmas, uh, which is the lyrics, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Mm. Uh, it's it, it really is a beautiful picture of why Jesus came. It's to bring peace to our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that's where peace starts. Like that's got to be the source of peace. It's not first trying to get peace with my neighbors, even though that's good. It's not first trying to get peace with myself, even though that's good. We, we got to start with peace with God. And that is, that is the peace Jesus brought. That's the peace that Jesus came for to, to show us or to, to, to make a way, to pave the way for a reconciled relationship with our creator, with our sustainer, um, and to stand in the gap for us on the cross. Yeah, a new covenant to to, yeah. to bring about a new covenant. Yeah, and he says, and did you already read this? John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave you, my peace yeah. I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. You know, I yeah. think about that. Not only is it going to him, mm-hmm. but it, I think it's also, at least for me, it's been an awareness of Christ in me mm-hmm. and that he's always with me. And so whatever I'm encountering, I'm not alone Mm -hmm. in it. And, and then this is really where it gets kind of up in my business (laughs) is like having to surrender whatever the outcome is of whatever the given situation is and hand it over and allowing God to do whatever he's going to do with it. And Mm -hmm. resting, like, I think feel like rest and peace are kind of like joined, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, resting in my trust in the Lord and that's where we can experience peace. Yeah. Um, I just mentioned, I, so that's really good. The resting in peace thing. Um, not like rest in peace, but yeah, no. resting in peace. <laughs> yeah. The connection of the two. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah 26, three, I just read Isaiah 26, four, but Isaiah 26, three says, you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Mm. And then that verse trust in the Lord forever for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. Um, that uh, first part, those minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So some versions, if you read the King James, it says uh, your minds stayed on Christ. says mm. um, those who rest in perfect peace are those whose mind are stayed on you. So the he- I'm not a Hebrew scholar, so give me some grace here. But the, the Hebrew word that stayed uh, is, uh, is samak. And it means to rest in or lean hard against or brace yourself against or mm. rely on. And the visual I got, speaking of resting, is a hammock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, do you hammock? I, I have. You have, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, imagine using a hammock that you don't trust. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> like that wouldn't be very comfortable. First you'd be, I mean, you'd be tense. You might not, I would probably not put my whole weight on it. I'd mm-hmm. keep some weight in the ground. And it wouldn't be a good hammock experience. And so... Um, I wouldn't, uh, it'd be, yeah, I would not sawmuck my hammock. Right. <laughs> well, uh, but you'd be stiff yeah, in it and yeah. not, and not like relax and right. resting into it. And if, but if you trust a hammock, mm-hmm. if you trust that it's not going to snap or, you know, the branch isn't going to break, 
it's really enjoyable. It's really relaxing. Mm-hmm. I love sitting outside in a hammock. I mean, especially in the middle of winter, it'd be nice <laughs> to go find a summer day and <laughs> yeah. sit in a hammock, right? And that's how I think that's how peace in God works, that we can find peace when we really trust God and we can lean on God and not um, and let go of our apprehensions. Let go of our, recognize our own um our own finitude, recognize that we're not eternal. We're not, mm-hmm. or we are eternal. We're not, um, we're not all things, but God is all things. And God uh, can support us and God can hold us and we can rest. We can lean into God um, and our minds can be stayed. They can be reliant. They can be focused. They can be steadfast um, on him. And, uh, and I think that's where peace comes from when we're able to let go and lean into God. Yeah, when I was looking at the, because I, so I looked at shalom, the Hebrew, and then when I looked at the Greek word, it's, and I'm not a Greek scholar, <laughs> arene, uh-huh. and it talked about, it came from a root word, array, which means to join. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was really interesting to think about the, also the, not only rest and peace, but also join, which would be then the abiding you know, how are, when we're abiding in Christ, that's when we're going to experience peace. But if you unplug and walk away, then you're, then you won't have that peace Yeah. through Christ. Yes. Okay. The, uh, the unplugging, I, you know, the, um, the, the kid's song, uh, peace like a river. I've, I've, I've got, got peace, peace like a river, river. Mm-hmm. in my soul. Where? No, that's a different song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know where you're going. Okay. Yeah. Um, but but it's uh, peace like a river is um, it's a, it's a, such a good metaphor. Uh, it's from Isaiah. Isaiah is telling the people a couple times. He says, "Hey, if you don't rely on God, then you will not have peace like a river." And what he's saying is, you, we rely like rivers just flow by, right? Because mm-hmm. they're connected to a source, because they're being fed, and so the water is going to keep coming. But if you cut off God, you're cutting off your source. You're cutting off uh, the peace that God, that you you take for granted. Mm-hmm. And that peace won't continue. But but we need to be connected to the source. And that um, metaphor, the peace like a river, is also in this other song. Um, it, the, it's well with my soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horatio Spafford. That's a familiar story for some. But he's his, his, his wife and children are in this terrible... Uh, the sinking ship situation and his children die, his wife survives and he follows them across the ocean he's in that place, that area where the ship went down and he goes and looks across the water and he writes he writes those lyrics that are when peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say it is well, it is well with my soul um, and and that he he recognizes that Peace needs a source. You recognize it's like a river. But even when there's sorrows, even when there's hardships, even when I mean, there's an excruciating loss, uh, it's it can still be well with my soul. And I think, I mean, that really describes that deeper sense of peace we have from being connected to God. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what, you know, well, first of all, I love the imagery of my sorrows like sea billows yeah, roll. Yeah, I thought about that too. That, yeah. I mean, to be, I think part of, experiencing peace in our relationship with the Lord is being honest. And I think we don't generally do a great job grieving. And so when sorrows like sea billows roll, Mm -hmm. we want to cut off the roll and not let it and not experience it. But 
But it, there's nothing like experiencing that kind of grief and the peace of God at the same time, which feels like they shouldn't be able to coexist, but there's a tension there of n- knowing that you know that you know that he's with you. And even though this really hard thing is happening in your life, you're still able to rest. You're still able to be with him in the midst of that. Yeah. Yeah. That comes, I mean, I think that comes in our lives from, from a longer story with God, from, from pursuing God day in and day out and seeing the bigger story of God's faithfulness. Yeah. When when we've seen him, yeah. When we've seen him do something. And so when we're in a hard point, we can point back. Yeah. The Israelites would do an Ebenezer. They would have a stone of remembrance and say, you know, he has done this before. Yeah. He has been with us before. He'll be with us again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a perspective thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like this thing looks huge and terrible because it's so close and, and God doesn't, feel close in this moment, even though he's, he is, we're in his shadow, it's that the Bible talks about. And, but, but God is big and God is eternal. And this thing is finite. And I, uh, I, I, I can't handle everything, but God can handle everything. That resting in God peace. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to remember who God is. And I think that the Testament of scripture and even the Testament of our own lives and those around us, the community around us are so important to having peace in times of, of, of struggle and of sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Is there any last thing you want to make sure that we talk about, about peace? Yeah. I, so one thing we didn't touch on that I just think, and won't have enough time to like do it justice, but I, I preached a year ago on um, can't, this question of, can we live at peace with our neighbors? Um, and it was an interesting sermon. And um, I learned a lot by just sitting and thinking about that question. Um, but I love this passage, and, and I think it's so important right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's so easy to find big things that we can cut other people off uh, from our lives. And so I love Hebrews twelve fourteen. Make every effort to live at peace with everyone. Um, and I think that's really important. And one of the things I said, hey, live at peace with people at, at, at many costs, but not at all costs because it continues. Live at peace with everyone and to be holy. We need to be holy. We need to be trusting God and pursuing God and being obedient to God because without holiness, no one will see the Lord, mm. it says. And so the purpose of us living at peace with others is so that they will find peace with God. And so that's why holiness just really matters in that conversation. And so, yes, live at peace with others, but not in a way that you're, you're forgetting to be obedient and holy and set apart for God. So good. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. I love it. I have loved this conversation about Advent peace. And before we finish, I just want to read the words to the hymn, It Is Well. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, O oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh, my soul. And Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. 
Even so, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. I love that hymn. I am so grateful that you joined us for this conversation about Advent peace. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, then you won't miss any of the episodes. And I hope that you'll join us next time when we talk about Advent love. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com.